Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or I'm good worry. This is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. And welcome to the annual Road Warriors Guide to Laptop and Mobile Computing. Every year, around this time of year, we do this mostly for either A, those of you who are looking for laptops for mobile work as an independent, or for those of you going to school and needing something to work on. The guide will be deconstructed as follows. I'm going to be picking three laptops from each major brand, with the exception of Acer and Toshiba, because Toshiba's given up and... I. I personally just have a lot of trust issues with Acer, so I just leave them to the side. That's just my policy. Alright? You can go do however you want. I personally choose to do without them. So, first things first, we're going to start with Dell. All right. Actually, before we actually even get into that, I want to describe the three categories. The three categories I pick laptops for are thin and light, which are your small screen, your thin, your light laptops, ones that take zero effort to carry around. These can also be tablets, although this year there are actually a shocking lack of actually useful tablets it's kind of weird not gonna lie mid-range laptops these are ones that are normally 13 14 15 inches using high-powered processors not way high but kind of in that middle range where you're gonna get some pretty good performance but not like high-end level of performance. Kind of that sweet spot that a lot of users use. And then workstation class. These are the ones that you use for high-end tasks such as video editing, design, gaming, that sort of thing. Alright? And all of these I try to pick around a low price point. I'm not going to go ahead and pick high-end, high-cost laptops just because it is, alright? So first things first, with the Dell, the one I picked was the Inspiron 13 7000. And the main reason I picked this one, and specifically this one is the 7370. And the main reason I picked this one is it was under $1,000. I wanted to pick the XPS 13, but it's just too expensive. It just is, straight up. There is no justifying its price point. If you're willing to shell out the kind of cash that the XPS 13 requires, by all means, go for it. But it just felt too expensive for me. Alright? Mid-range, I went a little different this time around. 
I went for the Del Vostro 5471, which is a plastic laptop, but still hit a lot of nice sweet spots. Good processor, has discrete graphic card options, plenty of storage options, and a good price too. Well, again, you'd rather go for the XPS if you can afford it, because it's a really good laptop, but it's expensive. And it would be way too easy if I just went XPS, 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 because you're going to have the XPS customized to fit all three of these categories. But again... It's expensive. Starting at a thousand and going all the way up to twenty five hundred bucks. It's priced to compete with the MacBooks. But we'll get to the MacBooks later. And last the workstation category. I ended up picking the Dell G three gaming laptop. A very nice Budget gaming laptop, quad-core processor, 8 gigs of RAM. Hard drive is awful, but it's going to get the job done. No problem, it's going to get the job done. And then to top it all off, the price is just super nice. Now, if you're willing to shell out more... I would not go for the G5 or the G7. Those are the models that are supposed to be like the next step up. Because they're offering a lot of the same of what the G3 does. And only adding style, no additional performance, and no additional quality. If you're willing to shell up more, start looking into the Alienwares. There, you're actually at least getting shell quality. Now, if you want to go cheaper, go used. But the used laptops I'd look at, as far as Dell goes, are the Latitudes and the Precisions. Specifically, I have a soft spot for the Latitude E6240. That's actually one I personally use as my as my mobile thin and light laptop. E6440. And then the Precision... M4800 or M6800? The M4800 is actually what I use to stream on. So, I mean, they're really good, and you can find those easily for under under 500 bucks. So, HPs. I'm not going to lie. HP, your site is awful. It is terrible. And I probably could have found better laptops, but the site is so terrible I can't navigate around it. If you can, props to you. But my picks here, Thin and Light, the ProBook X360 11G2, which is a nice believe a 12 no it's 11 inch laptop i'm sorry and it it fits a nice slot it's got a pretty good process in there we're avoiding some of the super low end stuff 
Honestly, I would recommend the Spectre, but a lot like the XPS, oh, it is crazy expensive. Just no, it's it just costs too much to recommend. Mid-range laptop, got to go with the ProBook 640 G4, 14-inch laptop. And a lot like the Vostro from Dell, hits a lot of nice sweet spots without getting crazy high up there. If you can afford a LeapBook, I would recommend that. But there, it's hard to find one that's kind of in this mid-range area that's not crazy expensive. Workstation class, Omen 15T. This was a no-brainer. A lot like the Dell G3, it's a low price point, quad-core processing, GTX 1050. You're going to get a lot of gaming performance out of that for a low price. But just like with any of these, and I think I forgot to mention it on the Dell as well, buy as much compute as you can. Because, of course, a lot of these machines nowadays, you can't upgrade them. If you go in the used market, though, target only the Elite Books and only the Z Books. And I would not get anything that runs an Intel processor whose number doesn't start with a 4 or higher. That's my guideline. So, if it's a Core i5 or a Core i7, make sure it's a 4000... 4,500, 5,000, or 6,000 series. 4,000 is like the lowest I would go. That's the Haswell generation. All right, Lenovo. Now, if you thought I was going to get to Lenovo and not recommend ThinkPads, I got bad news for you. You got to go with ThinkPads. That is the only choice. It is literally the only choice. That is where the quality is. The idea pads just break down too easily. They just straight up do. So, for Thin and Light, the ThinkPad X280. Great laptop, great form factor. It's going to be a little bit on the expensive side. Starting at around 800 but... Well worth it. Hands down. For the mid-range, you can probably predict it. It's going to be the T480. Which is pretty much the benchmark in the business world for a mid-range laptop. It just is. Now, I've heard a couple of people mention there are some problems with this laptop... But, I can't find any evidence that there actually is. So, I don't know if those are just rumors I've heard from some Lenovo haters or what's going on with that. If you do go for the T480, it'd be a good idea to keep an eye on a few things. Now, they were talking about something about motherboard failures. Just use it a lot. That's my best recommendation. Now for the workstation class, I'd love to recommend another ThinkPad, but... Yeah, the ThinkPad P-Series, which is the mobile workstation series, is just too expensive. 
The Legion series, though, is pretty good. Solves a lot of the quirks and problems that the previous Y series idea pads had. Definitely gained a lot of durability in their redesign and overall a pretty solid pick. But again, it's not a ThinkPad, so be a little gentle. As far as use notes, come on. There really is only one option. You gotta go for a ThinkPad. T440s, X240s, if you can get a W540, all of them great options. Just do a little, do a little bit of research and uh, make sure you see pics of it. Of course, you want to make sure there wasn't some obvious water damage. Now then, for the surfaces. Normally, I wouldn't have even bothered with the surface, but there's been some interesting developments, like the Surface Go that came out recently. Kind of a low-powered system. But it is still extremely solid construction. A metal chassis. It has a keyboard dock on it. Option to go up to 8 gigabytes of RAM, which is extremely important in these low-budget ones. I mean, 550 bucks. it's a pretty good pick, not going to lie. But I would definitely go with the one that had the 8 gigabytes of RAM. My guide actually says 5 gigs. That should be an 8. I wouldn't even bother with the 4 gig model. It's not worth it. The next one, and actually it's the same laptop for both the mid-range and the workstation, is going to be the Surface Book 2. A little bit more on the expensive side, but it is very flexible. The i5 version is great as a mid-range. The i7 version makes for a pretty respectable, you know, work laptop. So, definitely check that out. If you can afford it. If you can't, there's plenty of other options on the guide. But it is something that's interesting, to say the least. Apple. I tell you what. I'll tell you what. This took forever to pick some systems that are good to recommend. Thin and light first. The only one I can recommend is the iPad Pro. Yeah, how sad is that? The iPad Pro makes it into a laptop guide. But that's how bad it is! I mean, the iPad Pro you can get for a pretty respectable price. You can you can get some work done. You're going to be limited by the fact you have iOS. But, I mean, it's serviceable if you're willing to monkey around with it. But if you're looking for a macOS equivalent for a thin and light, you got to go with what I picked for the mid-range was the MacBook Air. 
despite the fact that it's several generations old and not seeing any chance of seeing a refresh. And if you're looking for a mobile workstation class Mac, it's not happening here. It's not. The only one I would recommend for productivity on the go, MacBook Pros from the from 2012 to 2015. Once you're 2016, 2017, and 2018, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Like, don't, just don't. And I'm talking early 2015. I think later on in 2015 was when the new MacBook Pros with Touch Bar came out. Avoid the Touch Bar ones. Their keyboards are garbage. The brand new ones that just came out, keyboards, better. They actually addressed the flaw they had. But the board is is terrible. The board has been improperly designed. And will cause those processors to throttle. And eventually kill the board early. And don't give me the, oh, Apple put out a software patch to fix the new 2018 MacBook Pros. All the software in the world cannot fix the fact that your MOSFETs are terribly designed and delivering unclean power to the processor, which is the problem. Until there is any evidence they have addressed that problem, I cannot recommend anyone to spend their hard-earned money on an 18-inch Mac, or not an 18-inch, a 2018 MacBook Pro. Regardless of size or processing capability. It's throwing good money after bad. Just don't do it. I mean, I I try to be as neutral as I can in the PC versus Mac world, but... There is a lot of landmines to right now dodge in the Mac world. There really is. Alright, and finally, my... Others pick. For Thin and Light, I gotta go with the Asus Zenbook. The particular one I linked is pretty good. Low-end NVIDIA GeForce GPU. It's specifically using the M150. In addition to a Core i5 ultra-low voltage processor. So you've got pretty respectable performance right there despite its small form factor in fact even even that i would actually recommend it for the mid-range as well but if you want that 14 inch screen i've linked an msi random numbers after that also a great laptop for the workstation glass i picked the rog strix plenty of upgradeability Plenty of performance, plenty of style, at a pretty good price point. You can't go wrong there. It's a little bit on the expensive side, but it's still going to be an excellent pick if you can grab it. So, that's it for the most part of my Road Warriors guide. If you need anything smaller than a 13 or a 12 or an 11 inch laptop... 
you've all got smartphones. Just use your smartphone. It's kind of funny how the thin and light category has almost completely changed because of smartphones. You almost don't need one anymore. It's kind of amazing. So, that's my guide. I hope you get some mileage out of it. One last thing, though, before I go. I I actually have to address this, and I'm probably going to make an early bird briefing talking about this as well. The fact that Apple has officially become the world's first $1 trillion company. On one hand, I can't help but say, hey, congrats, Apple. Congrats, man. On the other hand, the way they got there kind of annoys me. Especially in... In looking at the recent moves they've made. Think about this for a minute. Apple has successfully managed to have no damage come to them after such a botched, underlying botched release as the MacBook Pro 2018. Anyone else would have gotten sunk by this, but for whatever reason, the stockholders and literally everyone let Apple walk away from releasing a defective laptop and just saying, oh, it's a software bug, we got it now. On the other hand, that also shows just how little the Macintosh actually matters to Apple. Do you know what matters to Apple? The iPhone. And literally nothing else. The iPad as well is also pretty high up there, but... That's also just kind of... Tablets in general actually are going off to the wayside. Like, not even kidding. There were no Dell tablets at all. HP had some tablets, but they were jokes. Lenovo had a tablet, but I didn't put it on the guide because it only had 4 gigs of RAM, which is unacceptable for a Windows machine in this day and age. Especially with how much RAM the fixes for Spectre and Meltdown take. It just... It kind of blows me away. Because there's only three products that Apple makes that that is carrying that company right now. The iPhone 8, 
the iPhone 8 Plus, and the iPhone X. That's it. Everything else is a joke. But I'll be talking more about that in an upcoming early bird briefing. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you everyone who listened to this guide. I hope you learned something. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me, eaglefalcontech at gmail.com. Take care, and I'll see you next time.